Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week here in studio is Justin Davis. Ooh. In the flesh. I'm here. Uh, and we're also joined by <laughs> Sam Claiborne. Game Spookies. And Mark Ken Medina is here as well. Yep. I'm here, Damon. If you are listening to this right now, this is one of those instances where you might want to pop over to YouTube and <laughs> see what this show looks like today. But we do have a great show. What a show we have for you uh, this week for our Game Spook episode this year. We'll talk about Mario Wonder. Uh, Sam has been playing a little Alan Wake 2. I want to get his thoughts on that. I, I wrote Alan Wake 2K in my uh, notes, but it's just two. <laughs> We're going to check in. I yeah. Alan Wake 2K now. Okay. We're going to check in with our recurring <laughs> segment, Real Mature Video Games. Which is gonna Yay! Be but first... Uh, I've got some things to share. Where to begin? Okay. First, uh, a helpful PSA from a a hero, an unsung hero in the IGN GameScoop Facebook group. It turns out you can still download Angry Birds Star Wars. Oh. You can. All you have to do is go to the App Store, click on your profile, then go to Purchases. It'll show an alphabetical list of every purchase you've ever made, and you can download Angry Birds Star Wars. I did it, so I have it once again on my iPad. I feel like I gotta, like... Because, like, that's eventually... Eventually, they're gonna shut that stuff down, right? Like, nah, anything yeah, over but 10 do it now. Or whatever. Do it now. Yeah, so it's like anything. I need to like. I have an iPad that has like 100 gigabytes free. I probably need yes. to go through and get all those classics loaded up onto it, so I have them. Yeah. 
So that was that was. You a, would have had to purchase that, so it doesn't eliminate the fact that yeah, you that's true. Well, if you, ha- buy if you never purchased now, it, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. But if you did already purchase it, like I had, you can still download it. I have um, mm-hmm. literally every mobile game ever made from the time from, <laughs> from the from the olden days of uh, of IGN. Yeah. When you, I mean, that's what you were hired as. You were the mobile game editor. Mm-hmm. One of the very first games I ever. I feel reviewed. like I'm missing. Mark, I feel like I'm missing something. Last week. Why, why do we la- care about Angry Birds? Star Wars? Well, it's a great game. Yeah, first of all. Also, sure, sure, okay. You besmirching Angry Birds. Star Wars? Oh, here we go. Here it we was, go. My bad. It was okay. last week's <laughs> video game twenty questions game, Mark. Oh, did you guys get it? Yep, they got it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about Choo Choo Rocket. I would have never got that in a billion years. Oh boy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Uh, we also have uh, something to share that a, f- a fan sent in, a little little craft project here. I'll pull this paper. Show and tell. Little little Lego IGN game oh, scoop. That's great. Yeah, and it came wow, with a that's note. Awesome. It came with a handwritten note. Scoop. Hello, I'm Nick, and I'm currently listening to Game Scoop all over again. I'm currently in the February 26, 2011 episode about Batman Arkham City. Oh. I like Lego, <laughs> and I got artistically inspired. So here's my gifts to you to enjoy. And it comes Amazing. with these things, but I don't. This is like, I think this is a lightsaber. It has, oh, Luca, yeah. it has Lucasfilm oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. And this is like a pen, I oh. think. Okay. And then there's Lego just pen. this blue piece. Yeah. Very cute. Thank you, Nick. What does he say? There's P.S. I really enjoy your Starfield commercial and Pandora. I guess it, so. On the audio podcast, when Starfield came out, there was it, there was some uh, ads about Starfield that I read. I guess he was talking about. So I'm glad someone appreciates it. Someone posted in the uh, also in the Facebook group, and I think they're in, they're in another country, a European country. And the ads they were getting on GameScoop were for dildos. Oh, which is wow. like I mean, like fine, whatever. But like, what does an advertisement for a dildo even sound like? Mm. Like, wh- you know, I mean, there's only one I mean, way to find out. There are, ma- find you know, it. there are many options for dildo. I, I'm not even going to try to. Yeah. I just. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing, the other thing I wanted to share is a book I just finished reading. Ooh. This is uh, the History of Sunsoft, Volume One. Oh, cool! It's very cool, uh-huh. and this is a very cool little uh, package. Covers everything from uh, Sunsoft was uh, just an electronics company in Japan. They were not a video game company in the '70s, but then when uh-huh. the late '70s, early '80s, when video games started to take off, like a lot of other electronics companies, they wanted in on it. So they started making clone arcade games, clones of Space Invaders and that stuff. And then their first hit, uh, do you know what their first hit was, Sam? Good question. I'm trying to think. I can't think of... It was kind of a clone. It was Kangaroo, which is basically a clone of Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr. So that's that's confusing, though, because Atari published Kangaroo and and manufactured the cabinets. In the U.S. mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, how how many people played Kangaroo in Japan in 1982? Probably (laughs) very few. But a lot know. of people in the United States did. But that's that's interesting. I didn't know it was Sunsoft developed. And yeah. Atari, you know, uh, published games from lots of uh, developers like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. But this is a really interesting read. Speak and Rescue was an arcade game from 1980, the first ever arcade game known to implement speech. Not Sinistar. Mm. Not mm-hmm. not yeah. You know, Sinistar was a couple years later, I thought. Goes from when they, they opened up Sunsoft of America in 1986, and they've got pictures and interviews of all the employees there. They even have like pictures from their holiday parties sitting around the Christmas tree, which is very good. <laughs> and and what, what crucial license did they land? Looney Tunes. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. And there Batman. Were, there were several of them. Uh, and then, of course, their first, you know, what sort of like started the golden age of Sunsoft was Blaster Master, the default uh, video game 20 questions game and there's a whole section about <laughs> That's right. it was heavily translated from its Japanese version its Japanese name is Cho Wakusei Senki Metafight or Super Planetary War Record Metafight yeah 
and, and someone, they, someone in the U.S. is like, let's just call it Blaster Master. Yeah, some, some like marketing <laughs> dude, like they earn their keep by, yep. by like, wait a second. Yeah. We should just call this Blaster Master in the U.S. Lots of, lots of. Plus, they changed the story to be about a frog. Yep. They did add the frog in there. Um, anyway, they go on. To, they did a bunch of the Tengen uh, releases of like Xenophobe and Alien Syndrome and Afterburner for the NES. Anyway, it's a very cool book. It ends uh, leading up to 1990, and then the volume two is going to cover when they have the Batman license uh, and so on. There's two more volumes planned. History of Summon Soft, volume one, I recommend. Nice. Okay. I like the, I want to do, I want to do like GameScoop show and tell more often. I mean, any, you're welcome anytime, Justin. Anytime you have something to show and or tell. Well, I don't have anything. I'm in the flesh in Los Angeles right now. <laughs> in the flesh. But. Because it's a GameScoop episode, we have to say it like that. Yeah. Or I mean, a GameSpook episode. Spook. Next time, next time I'm in my office, I'll do a show and tell. <laughs> All right. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. We, we, we've spent a week with it and I think everyone is pretty happy with it. That's safe to say. Wowie, zowie. Yeah, I think that's the only new voice recording, which is why. Did they really need to recast him? Couldn't they? Everything else, they have thousands of recordings of Charles Martinet saying. I think mm-hmm. Wowie, zowie is the I only new. I actually think thing. they've said. I think they've said Wowie, zowie before too. But you know, Mitchell had pointed this out on staff that um, it's when whenever he's doing just like his basic climbing off the wall grunts and stuff, like when he's doing like uh, <laughs> right jumps and stuff like that it, it sounds a lot more like mickey mouse than mario yeah. and that it does sound different oh that's funny well i think uh, maybe i'm wrong i think the voice actor also does is the flower right too so did that, that love the flower okay. i believe so oh uh, yeah the um, flower has some good the, commentary the flower is, yeah he says the, some really funny stuff the there's don't one point me. where you, there's they what they what they don't bother me i saw some like why would they bother you? i saw some, like i think uh another uh another publication uh, posted an article here's how to turn off the flower commentary and oh, yeah. brothers yeah. no it's not bother me at all there's one point where the flower is like you cut to a little secret area and the flower is staring off into the distance and he says what what a beautiful waterfall yeah. and then if you walk a little bit further away he says leave me to my waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good uh, Mark, lay it on us. I think you love this game. It's it's great. Yeah. I yeah. As as so, my second favorite Mario of all time is Mario World, and this is like I don't know. I I guess I didn't get it from the trailers that this was more or less just a spiritual spiritual successor to Mario World, but it so is. It controls like it, and I I really like new Super Mario Brothers, but I'm I'm kind of glad that they. Are, are like this is a 2d mario not a 2d mario that plays like a 3d mario yeah uh no i think it's great i think every levels like i didn't expect the wonder flower i didn't expect one in like every single level so they're they're all so good they're unique i'm playing through the special levels right now and uh they're great they're hard if you yeah. want to try to get all three coins on one go but they are super fun which you don't uh, need to do which you don't need to do. No, but you, don't. you do need to do it if you're making a guide video yep. and you're assigned to do it, which is what Mark is doing, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, but no, I love it a lot. It's great. I'm glad that I had was able to you know have that privilege of finishing Spider-Man. That way, I could just play uh, Mario Wonder. Uh, it's super fun. I love it. And but, but I want to clarify that you can get the purple coins and you wait a couple seconds. If you don't die, if you're on solid ground, and then you die, you'll save a purple. Purple coin will be in your inventory. Hmm. You don't have to do it all in one go, which is different from previous Mario games. It's a little easier. Sam, you were also not quite sold on that first reveal of Mario Wonder. 
How are you feeling? Oh now? yeah, it looks so crappy. Um, <laughs> it, it, it previewed just okay, and then I got more excited for it. And it, you know what they did with this game was they hid what they should hide. The these amazing level translation. Remember Levolutions? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they 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 hid the levolutions um, from battlefield. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, from us uh, as, as the big twist, right? And mm-hmm. so that's great. So now it's not just this like flat, boring su- new Super Mario Brothers game. There's these really cool level twists. However, what I also like about it, which another thing they wouldn't have shown in a preview, is that the the map has secrets and there's like little things to discover on the map. There's secret exits and worlds that lead to a special world. All the things that you might remember from games uh, of Mario's past that are great, like Mario 3 and Super Mario World. So because it has those um, neat influences from the 8-bit and 16-bit era, I'm like totally on board. I still think like, um, and like I, I like the animations and everything because what, what I was really worried about originally is like, is it going to be weird? Like, is it going to feel like there's extra frames added and things mm-hmm. are going to feel weird? And it turns out like, no, like it, it feels better than the previous Mario U games uh, uh, to me. And like, there's just a lot, the action feels great. The game is wonderful. Uh, And I will just say one other thing about it. And that's that I was shocked that after playing a whole lot of it, I still wanted to go back and play a lot more Spider-Man. So I've I've been switching between those games. Nice. So you haven't haven't finished Spider-Man yet? Nope, and I haven't finished Mario Wonder because Mark and I are on a crew of people that divided up a bunch of uh, things to cover in the game and uh, just to just to kind of spread it out. And um, w- because of that assignment, I've been playing very specific stuff. And then I play for fun at night, so I've been going through the special world and stuff like that. And you know, I'm gonna I'm absolutely gonna 100 it. But Spider Man, yeah, I'm just to the kind of I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm mid game. I hear it's longer than you think it is. I did finish Spider Man, and yeah, I, I, I still love it from end to end. Definitely one of my favorite games of the year. Me too. It's great. Um, but Mario Wonder, um, I, I, I love it as well. Um, one thing for uh, parents out there who are hoping to play with their kids, my son, who's four, he was really excited to play. He loves Mario. He's played so much of Odyssey and 3D World and Mario 64, but Wonder's too hard for him. The, the 2D wow. platforming is much more of a challenge for him than just running around the open yeah. areas of the 3D world. And I've heard yeah. Wonder is not a pushover to begin with. Yeah, like, that's true. Even for adults. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, you know, it's not some, like, game where you can just breeze through it with your brain off. Yeah. I mean, it has its fair share of easy levels for sure, but <clears throat> you can see the star rating of difficulty before you jump into a level. And there's been a couple yeah, of Yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, I, they're more difficult, and I've died a couple times, and I'm like, okay, I'll come back to this one later. I want to keep pushing mm-hmm. forward. I think I'm in, like, the third world. You know what's... You know what's cool though is if you're playing a level and you are having trouble, you can th- think about why you're having trouble, and maybe there's a badge that can help you. Well, so I was just like, going to ask. That's, that's another thing I love about it. I was just going to ask if you guys have been using the badges. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, the mm-hmm. the timed jump where you you get a higher jump on your second jump is great. The parachute cap, is the parachute cap awesome. rules. Mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. use the cert. I, I I because of the way again, like we've been playing it for writing about it. Yeah, I've been using the sensor badge basically exclusively. Mm-hmm. But when I switch to levels, I told that, that I'm not. I'm playing for fun. Like I mainly use the parachute cap. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm really excited. I've been in. I've been on a work trip, so and I couldn't. I can't take the switch because we only have the one switch, and I can't deprive the children of the mm-hmm. switch for the time that I've been in LA. So I've had to wait to dig into Mario Wonder. But like, you know, Mark, you touched on something which I, you know, I hadn't given a ton of thought to. Is um, you know, 2D Mario games. They're not. 
they're not interchangeable. They have really different physics, and Mario has a really different mm -hmm. moveset depending on the 2D Mario game that you're playing. Um, and it was really hammered home for me. Whatever year uh, Mario Maker 2 came out, like, I was obsessed with it. Like, I think I, pl I, th I played hundreds and thousands of wow. Mario Maker 2 fan levels, and, like, that was my thing for months. <laughs> and, like, that really crystallized for me that I just... I don't care for the new Super Mario Brothers move set. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I don't think anybody's a big fan of the art style, but even just like, even just the style of physics in those games was not, I still like it, yep. you know? And, and, and you're um, not crazy. There's comparison videos that show what it is. It's mainly momentum. Mm -hmm. And it's like Mario, like doesn't stop as fast in the mm -hmm. U in the new Super Mario Brothers games. And uh, it, this, this one, they basically tried to match the keyframes and motion to Mario World. So right, it yeah. should feel like you expect it that's to. That's the best. And so that's a big one. The momentum's a big one. And also like jump height and floatiness, like the arc of Mario's yeah. jump. And so anyway, like, yeah, I just, I'm really excited. Um, I, you know, I was always, I thought wonder, you know, I've been excited about it from the jump, but now I'm even more excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you see a turtle and you, you you're holding Y and you jump on the turtle and he you know goes into a shell, you land on it, you automatically pick up the turtle shell and then you can click it up or like it feels like you're just playing the Super Nintendo game again. Yes. And a lot yes. of people are getting that Super Nintendo Switch controller to play the oh, game. And I, I wish I had one because I'm playing mm -hmm. where I'm using the D-pad on the Pro controller and it never mm -hmm. feels like oh, yeah. great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, it, it really feels a lot like Mario World. I'm gonna I be a, I'm just gonna be a total de degenerate, and I have the uh, the GameCube adapter for my Switch. I'm just gonna play with that. Okay. Ooh, yeah, I'm just oh. playing with it. I, until Mark just mentioned it, I'd never even tried the D-pad, which is crazy because I'm uh, usually a D-pad hardcore player. But like, I've just been using the analog stick, and it's been totally fine. Um, I wanted to say, uh, Damon, one thing that I can recall very clearly is the first time I played Super Mario Brothers one. Um, I was, you know, probably six or seven or something like that. And uh, it, it was, you know, all the rage. It, it was everywhere. I only played the first three levels of that game. Like, I'm, I don't <laughs> think I ever one. got to Bowser. Yeah, like one, four, let alone like really understood. I could warp to probably, you know, four, one, but barely ever beat that. And I probably played those for two years or something. Like, I don't know. Like little kids, they don't need to play a bunch of those levels. They, they maybe they just play the first ones over and over again. Yeah. I think that's what I, I remember. Then later playing Mario World with like friends that had little little siblings, and they like would only have the dinosaur area ever unlocked. And I was like, "What's happening here? You know, there's more to do in this game." And that they just for years they'll just play those dinosaur, my dinosaur island levels or whatever the first world is. Yeah, Donut Land. I forget what it's called. The, those like new Super Mario games, no, that's they, they made everyone soft. This is what Mar Mario wonders like how yeah, when we were kids. <laughs> it's not hard. It's just back to how it was, how it's yep. supposed to be. Yeah, start the whole game over, kid. <laughs> or you turn, it off, you turn it off and go outside. Yeah. Yeah, Mario Wonder is great. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I have my copy of Alan Wake 2. I, I'll fire that up tonight. But Sam, what, do you, what have been your first impressions of Alan Wake 2? IGN gave it a 9 yeah, out of 10, the, by the way. These are very firsty impressions. Uh, <laughs> that, that review is awesome, by the way. Check it out. It, it will probably sell you on Alan Wake 2. And like, mm. I don't know if we have permission to play spooky games after this, uh, this nope. you know, holiday that's coming up. So, you know, try to get it in before then. Um, but uh, I wanted to, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit. But yeah, what my initial impressions is that, you know, control really was 
um, ha- had some interesting influences like um, maybe, I don't know, Inception and Twin Peaks, uh, for example. This game is like from the start feels X-Files-like. Mm-hmm. And um, especially because you are kind of like walking around with two FBI agents and those classic FBI jackets in the Pacific Northwest where all of X-Files was filmed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like a cult killing plot. And that's so cool. Like, I just love that, that they nailed those X-Files aesthetics and vibe. And um, I'm so excited about that. Um, there's a, uh, there's, you know, th- it does start a little bit plotting because it's like saying like, you go to your mind, mind, What's it, what do they call it in the game? It's not Mind Palace, Mind Place. But they, they refer to a Mind Palace. One they're like, this is this. Yeah, they, they, no, but they refer. They're like, this is her version of what others techniques have described as the Mind Palace. So they refer to Mind Palace, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah, you go to that, and the, the, it's kind of like posting stuff on the wall. And there's a lot of that, and like investigating crime scenes. So just be prepared for that. But the intro is actually a separate thing which is like a, a scary you're playing as a victim section, which is really cool. And it's very, very like steeped in horror tradition. It's very, very creepy. So it's good. So all that aside, I can't wait to play more. There's puzzles in it. There's things like that that are like, you know, attractive and, and, and some crazy monsters. Um, and we'll talk about it more next week. One thing that that's bugging me about it, um, which is this, it, which it, we just kind of talked about with Mario, which is kind of funny is that the voice actors seem a little bit like imposters. This keeps happening. And I did my research and I looked it up. Like they're all playing American characters, mm. but they're not Americans. Or at least the main character, mm. especially not an American. And they slip. They slip Their out accents, of that accent. Yeah. yeah, it's like remember Heavy Rain with the Origami Killer and stuff. Like, and like, <laughs> I, I it takes me out of it a, a lot. Like not a little bit, like a lot. And I've I've been watching a couple of TV shows which are doing this, and the, the main one was uh, what was the Silo, the Vault, Silo, Silo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that actor, that that main actor just the, the, just just uh, slipped out of it, and it's just I don't know. It's like you don't need to hire American actors, but there needs to be a little bit of QA on this, especially when it's a game like the first thing that comes up, written by, produced by, directed by. Like they're going full cinematic in this, and it's like it's kind of bad acting uh, that's not to say it's bad writing in yeah. fact the writing is kind of cool because you get to if you put it on subtitles you're like oh these are cool lines they're just delivered in a really strange way sometimes that Amer- that uh, your just normal everyday american life you would not just say this thing this way yeah i guess it's, it's worth uh mentioning though that remedy is not an american company they're not an american no. development studio so <clears throat> but they love setting their games in america yeah yeah, I'm so glad it fine. turned out good. Like, I'm too. you know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of spooky mm. games, and I actually didn't love Control as much. I thought it was fine. I didn't love it as much as many other people did, but I'm still like, I'm rooting for Remedy, and I'm rooting for Alan Wake too, even though it's not my thing, just because it's been such a crazy year, and there was this narrative of like, man, is that game going to get buried and completely overshadowed? And now, man, it's here, and it's making like a much bigger splash, and I think people expected it too. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, that's so exciting. I, I would so. also put Remedy at this point, it's approaching that insomniac yeah. level for mm-hmm. me for and, sure. and like of making next gen games and being really crap. Like despite what I just said, like you will not believe how good faces look at points in this game. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is unbelievable. Like I, there's these close ups of faces and you're like, it just looks so photo real and good that like, it, I, I'm so impressed. And then, you know, there's other, the foliage that everybody saw, you know, like mm-hmm. the forests and everything and then in the lighting, like it's, it's, it's just mind blowing. And, you know, playing this and this Insomniac game at this time, you're like, whoa, we're so lucky to have these kind of uh, companies making such amazing, well-playing, like non-glitchy next-gen games. It's so cool. 
Is there a right built-in previously on, or do I need to watch a recap on YouTube? There, the, as far as I could tell, there was not anything like that, okay. and I didn't care because it immediately like. I, I, yeah, I would, I just would not do it. Okay. Just see what happens. See okay. if, see if you need it as you go along, because it's about a different character from the start. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick, quick question. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. Who's the main character of Silo? Is it not Rashida Jones? I've only seen the first episode. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh no. <laughs> you should watch oh, it no. now. You should watch it. <laughs> I've seen the We're first episode. That's, that's it. Okay. okay. I mean, I love Rashida I, Jones, the one of my favorite actors. She's great. Yeah, because I was like, you're talking about an accent. I'm like, I don't remember Rashida Jones having an accent in that show. She's American. Yeah. Well, because I love her. Also, yeah. related to a uh, a cast member of she's the daughter of the the Donna on Twin Peaks, so Twin Peaks connection. Hmm. I'm watching a uh, Ted Lasso right now, and it is great. Wait, in season one, <laughs> nice. No, just finished season two. I I can't stop watching it. I barely started watching yeah. it like a week ago. So, in your opinion, nice. season two was also good. Uh, how much am I allowed to like spoil? Well, don't spoil even it. if it's just I mean, kind of I, my I just thought season two was abysmal, whereas I love season one, I, and then it comes back up again. I don't think season it's three. I don't think it's abysmal. The Nate character, I don't know oh, what yeah. they're doing with him. Yeah, that, it, he does a that's total not, it was not heel earned. turn. It was not earned. Yeah, that's it, a big problem for it, me. That the ending of season two makes. Zero sense. Yeah, I'm like, what, it's it's am I scary to, like, though. Like, it's emotionally impactful. I think, but I, I they try to retcon it basically in the third season. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna start the third season tonight. But I, I finished. Well, I'm just referring two. to the the poster and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, they have a little bit of flashback things, yeah. and they try oh, to like okay. kind of explain mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I just where did it come from? That's what, he's that just was like, my issue too. I, like, I, I just didn't I, know what to well, do. With he gives the explanation. I like his explanation where he says, like, I thought I was the special person, and then you took your eyes off me, and then it, it, it ruined my life. I thought but that was really interesting. They didn't build up to like that a, at all. I, yeah. I didn't catch any of his complaints. I didn't catch. The only thing that can make it is that they expected us to think that he, because he hired Roy, and he was, like, very jealous of Roy, it seemed, that yeah. we were supposed to be, like, more affected by that. But, like... There was just that one look, and then he never. It's never really mentioned again. But they don't. So I, like, I don't know where that like, people, like heel turn. People came root from. for Nate in season one because he's the underdog, mm-hmm. but he is mean mm-hmm. and rude. He's mean and rude to the towel boy. It's like yep. there's a little oh, bit yeah, of like exactly. a narrative, like you yeah. know, you're like you root for this character, but it's like there's definitely an undercurrent of like, ooh, maybe you're not such a good dude. <clears throat> but also, Keely, that's did what I like. To deserve I, I think him, it's like trying to kiss her like that that came out of nowhere that yeah again, no the towel just, boy stuff is a really good example of like you know this, them developing this character that they try to make sympathetic and then it's also kind of like like there's something going on there well, and it's i don't know i thought i thought that was my that was the part i liked about the second season was that kind of shocking payoff because i thought it was like it was like if you go back and look at the subtlety of that character developing you're like something off with this guy you know yeah. i just think that's, i think that's more interesting than making a villain out of you know, obviously mm. villainy. It's that big you know, moment like, of him just, roasting everybody. That's also like a big bit of like oh, negativity yeah. and meanness that's played for laughs yeah. in the moment. Mm. But like, but it's like, I, ooh. I think it would have mm. been better if he disappeared halfway through season two. That If that moment had happened halfway through season two and then at the end of season two, they show him. But it's like that reveal. I'm like, we just saw him five minutes ago. This reveal. How did he even... <clears throat> like this is, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I can't believe we're talking about Ted Lasso. <laughs> I know we're, we're, we're spending too much time here.
Let's move no, on to real mature video games. This is our segment where uh, we take a look at upcoming M-rated games, and I've I've um, mined the ESRB's database for what is in the game that earned it its M rating. So I will start describing this, the things that earned these games, and these are upcoming games, unreleased. Mm -hmm. I'll start describing the content as as uh, disclosed by the ESRB, and we'll see if you guys can guess the games. So, said they're all upcoming <laughs> games. All upcoming, Got it. as yet unreleased games. Got it. Okay, in this first game, the F word and S word appear in the game. Mm -hmm. During the course of the game, players can visit hostess clubs to improve bonds between party members. Players can select from various uh, hostesses, dress in bikini tops and hot pants, and watch them dance on poles. It's the Yakuza, it's a Like a Dragon 2, the new, the, <laughs> the new Yakuza game, whatever it's called. Yeah, do you know the name? What? <laughs> like oh, a Dragon. Yeah, it's Like a Dragon, deal. Infinite Wealth. Yeah. You got that, you got that very oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, was it the Hostess Club? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun, too. Uh, this is a role-playing game in which players assume the roles of ex-Yakuza members battling criminal syndicates in Hawaii. Hmm. Nicely job, Man. Justin. I can't believe they use the term hot pants. You don't hear that Hot much. pants, yeah. That one's coming out on uh, my birthday, January 26th, next year. Okay, second game. Upcoming M-rated game. The S-word appears in the game. Mm. Cutscenes <laughs> depict instances of violence and blood, such as a character stabbed through the eye, a character shooting themselves in the head off screen, a child being hanged in a ritual, oh. a character impaled, too. and a character torn in half. Is it Death Stranding <laughs> too? Combat is highlighted by realistic gunfire, impact sounds, and blood splatter effects. Shooting sometimes results in enemies bursting into pieces and or being dismembered or decapitated. <laughs> From a third person perspective, Avatar. players explore a manor residence, interact with characters and battle mutated creatures, Manor Residence. Is it it's Resident Evil something? This is a survival horror game in which players assume the roles of a woman and a private investigator searching for a missing relative. Woman and a private investigator searching. What Resident Evil game is this? Is there a Resident Evil coming out? I don't even know. I don't know. It, it, yeah. it sounds it silent... like Code Veronica, but I didn't think Code Veronica was. No. No, is, it a, is it a Silent Hill? One, no, those wouldn't have ratings yet. Yeah, it's not Silent Hill, but I, I can reveal it. It's, a, it's definitely a game that's taking inspiration from Resident Evil. It's the Alone in the Dark reimagining. Oh, oh, okay. oh interesting. Oh, I don't, I don't like this B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from what the description there sounds like they're very much going for a Resident Evil vibe. I don't like, I don't like creepy mm. dolls. I don't think anybody does. <clears throat> when is that coming out? Is that this January. year? January. January. It got, it got uh, delayed, I think, right? Because they were like, there's too many games. I think they delayed it. I can't remember. Yeah. Mm, spooky New Year. Okay, last one. Another upcoming M-rated game. The game contains frequent alcohol content, a female hostess drinking alcohol and encouraging redacted to drink, stores and bars where a player's character can purchase and consume alcohol, and a status icon denoting redacted's in intoxication status. <laughs> redacted can also interact... <laughs> with female hostesses going on dates and unlocking video clips of women in revealing outfits. The game contains references to sexual material like, I try, I like to try a variety of sexual positions and now I'm throbbing so hard it hurts. <laughs> My. Cutscenes depict additional acts of violence, a man depicted from behind repeatedly stabbing an unconscious character, a character stabbed through the head, a man shot in the stomach, 
Players can perform scripted special moves, slamming enemies' heads into walls or the ground. And this is an action-adventure game in which players assume the role of Redacted, a former Redacted in hiding. <laughs> the hey, game? Yeah, it's the other one. Yeah, it's the other one. Yeah, it's <laughs> the one that's coming out. Like a dragon guide in. The hostesses are the giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> this one's out next that's month. That's great. Early November. <clears throat> Man, yeah. when that, like these games... It's like, okay, okay, so yes, technically maybe there's a character getting stabbed when they're unconscious and another character getting stabbed through the head. Yes, I guess all that's in the game, but when you spell it all out like that, <laughs> that makes it seem so different. It's like these games are like very lighthearted and silly. Look, he's fighting yeah. a bear with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. that, that man's in his underwear. Look how, <laughs> look how violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. When you boil it down to just the content that earned it, it's... Um, M rating, it's a, it sounds like a different experience. Oh man, those games are so good. It's been it's been a couple of years since I've played uh, Yakuza game, which means eleven of them have come out in the, yeah. in the time. So it's like I'm excited. I'll go back through. I can't remember. I was on a journey to play through them all, and I can't even remember where I stopped. Maybe I stopped at six. I'll definitely play Infinite Wealth when that's yeah. out in January. So speaking of real mature games, and also speaking of games with a lot of alcohol content, I have to showcase. The latest uh, Nintendo Seal of Quantity title. Have you guys heard about this one? I hope Tom has this ready to go. <laughs> yeah. A real game. In trouble, a real right? game you can buy right now on the Nintendo eShop. Need for Spirit Drink and Drive Simulator is the game. Oh, no. Need for Spirit Drink and Drive Simulator. Uh, get ready to embark on a wild journey as a hapless professional driver tasked with delivering alcoholic beverages oh. to various celebrations, all while battling the, per- the perils of abysmal roads and your very own addiction to the booze you're transporting. Okay. So <laughs> I, I was like, I was very concerned of like, is this a drunk driving simulator? And then, and then I was relieved where it's like, oh no, he's just delivering the booze. No. Nope. But then I got concerned again <laughs> nope. where it's like, no, he's... He's getting high on his own supply. Yeah, he, he's addicted to it now. It's rated T for teen. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, look, you can play it before you're even allowed to drink. Um, I think I think it got removed from the store, right? It was only removed from the UK eShop. I'm looking at it right now in the US eShop. It's <laughs> it's, it. it's a dollar. Great. It's a dollar ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know that they in the UK they say drink driving and they say uh, instead of drunk driving. Yeah, I, I mean I, I I learned that just from this this game and just like in new york yeah. they say they're waiting online instead of in line you mm-hmm. um, also wait in the queue yeah oh. that's true um i like i mean you know look like no i don't think that this is a responsible video game that this exists <laughs> but like the need for spirit's pretty clever you like, like that's that a, <laughs> it's a fairly like that's a like you know it's not just, an endorsement of their content but like it's a clever name for a video game it's just once again no no one is watching the gates at the nintendo eShop. Sleep at the wheel. Anyone can put any game they want to up there. Good Shop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meats and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Your tasty proteins are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you're ready. Choose from over 70 high quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick cut bacon just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. My recent Good Chop box included a couple delicious, boneless, 10-ounce ribeye steaks. 
I also got some Alaskan sockeye salmon fillets that I baked in foil with lemon juice, garlic cloves, and a little parsley. And then there was the thick cut bacon that I've been baking up for breakfast with my eggs. Saving me trips to the grocery store or butcher means I have more time for important things like spending time with my family and, of course, playing video games. Go to goodchop.com gamescoop120 and use code gamescoop120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code gamescoop120 at goodchop.com gamescoop120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com gamescoop120, code gamescoop120. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. Okay, now, another special treat. This brings us to the October 1990 issue of Nintendo Power. That was it? There's no more video game? There's no more video Nintendo eShop video games? Uh, This week, no. Not really. No. Yeah. That was the one to highlight from this week. Got it. October 1990, Nintendo Power. On the cover, Maniac Mansion. Cool. They did their own little sort of like clay clay representation of the mansion and the characters. And oh man, Mm -hmm. was the NES firing on all cylinders at this time. There's so many awesome games in this issue. And Solar Jetman. Um, And Solar Jetman, that's right. In the Player's Pulse, in the the letters section, we have a letter from Nintendo Mom, who says, you've printed tons of letters from kids and a few from dads. How about equal time for us moms? The NES is great. My favorite game is Tetris. I enjoy consistently beating my kids and husband at it. The only person I know who is better than I I am is another mom. Maybe it's those years of experiencing, uh, of experience creating order from chaos in our children's closets. I'm convinced that the NES is a learning tool. The adventures in RPGs give kids an incentive to read. Lots of the words are hard and some are, are some are in archaic language. I don't know what I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But my 10-year-old eats them up. My 8-year-old daughter's reading and directional perception have improved radically since she started playing Tetris and Super Mario Brothers. I have Mario to thank for teaching my 4 and 6-year-olds how to take turns cheerfully. What other activity improves fine motor coordination, teaches map making, logic and problem solving, and is fun at the same time? At our house, playing Nintendo is a privilege, not a right. Chores are done speedily with no complaints, and there are very few arguments, especially when we have a new game in the house. Thanks, Nintendo. I think you're wonderful. That's really sweet. Right? That's like very. That's also that's very autobiographical for me because my own mom. This is true. Like, I don't know if I've shared this on Scoop. Like, she, we would finish. We would finish dinner and we would do the dishes. And then she would go to the basement and play Tetris. And like, she's not a gamer. Like, she's yeah. not. But like, she was one of those Tetris addicted moms and would take over the NES and take over the television and was a whiz at it. Like, you know, blocks flying everywhere. Overwhelmingly, the best one in the house. I think she probably would have beaten this Nintendo mom. Oh, well, no. <laughs> The world will never know. This is a letter from Jimmy Klepik who says, I'm in the fourth grade at Barnett Elementary Elementary in Fairbanks, Alaska. Don't share that. Now we know your name and where you live, Jimmy. Well, back then. (laughs) This year for my school science project, I chose a science problem I would like to share with you. I wanted to find out if people who play Nintendo have better eye-hand coordination. I thought this would be interesting because a lot of children play the NES. I tested about 50 students in my school with my eye-hand coordination tester. The data from my experiment showed that students who play Nintendo 
more, have better eye-hand coordination. I won a blue ribbon and a medal for my school district science fair. I was then asked to go to the state science fair in Anchorage, Alaska, where I won a blue ribbon for my grade. I learned a lot about scientific method. That's pretty legit. It's <laughs> good. I would like to know what his what the eye-hand was. coordination tester was. Mm-hmm. But. We did a, we I did hope a, it was like ping pong balls in a cup or something. Yeah. We no. had a hand-eye coordination <clears throat> test where you held your hand out and then they dropped a ruler and then you had to snap your hand around the ruler as fast mm-hmm. as you could. Yeah, that's good. And then wherever you snapped it is like the, so I guess, the other ruler tells you. Yeah, I guess that was less hand-eye that's coordination. That's more of a reaction, more reaction time. time yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. We can go to the next page here, Tom. Uh, there was a contest to get your name in a game and it was all based around Final Fantasy. Says, have you ever imagined yourself in an NES game? Well, this is your chance. If you meet Warmech, who's a boss in Final Fantasy, snap a photo of him and send it to the address below by October 15th. One winner will be randomly selected, and his or her name will be programmed into a future Nintendo game. Did that happen? Yeah, did that happen? It didn't even say what game it would be. Yeah, but also, <laughs> well, there's, there, Warmech is at the end there's of the There's a fan game. in... Um... Oh, go ahead. Sam. Oh, yeah. Well, there's there's a fan name and and link to the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. the good with the Chris Houlihan room. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. right. Um, no, Warmac mm-hmm. is at the end of the game and it's on this bridge and you only have a one in sixty four chance. It's a random chance of like it's a random encounter in that game and like so most players will never ever see Warmac or find him. It was kind of this, you know, I don't know how notorious it was back in nineteen ninety, but it's got you know it's developed like a reputation now. Mm. I like the little. I just named my characters Mark, so yeah. I was in every game. <clears throat> back cool. Then. <laughs> cool. And uh, you could fit you could fit your name in this exactly. game because exactly. it only had four letters. Um, this was this year and this issue. Like I was so so into Final Fantasy one these years. Yeah. Nineteen ninety man, that game was so popular. Same. And I like With this little illus- illustration of a person taking the photo of their screen. It looks like they're playing Zelda. And mm-hmm. they, I like how the yeah, illustrator just added a cat in there. Maybe they just yeah. like cats. Yeah. <laughs> cat doesn't have to be there. Dude, but. that was like, I, I've seen videos about how impossible that was, that you would send, like, you'd have to take a picture, you'd have to wait for it to get developed, Yeah. and yep. then most of the time the picture would just be nothing. Like, it would just be, because yeah. it like would flash on yep. the screen, and you yep, couldn't exactly. see what it was anyway. So it's like... <laughs> And like film, <laughs> you had to wait till like all twenty five pictures were taken. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Next page is a big feature. You had to on, use your, oh, your parents' camcorder and yeah. then put, put that on a television and then oh, pause God. it yeah. and take a picture of that. Yep. The next page is a big big feature on Maniac Mansion, which was very um, impactful for me, very influential. Like Shadowgate, it was a game that you know I it just completely captivated me uh, and sort of like set the the tone for what I love to do in video games, which is just explore. Explore a cool <laughs> environment. Why is did, that did this more? game get an M rating? It's like, oh, it's. I mean, you microwave like, a hamster. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean that that had to be removed from the game. But I had the copy yeah. where you could microwave the hamster. That's good. Oh. Next up, we have the top thirty, and I don't know who how these are determined. It's determined by the mag. Magazine, oh my gosh, it must have been such BS. I think yeah. it's what they wanted to sell the most of. I mean, probably yeah. <laughs> but in the top thirty at this time, Mario Brothers three number one, then Final Fantasy appeared for the first time at number two. Yeah, so it's cool. got points. Yeah, Mario three has twenty four thousand nine hundred and sixty four points. Yeah, but Final Fantasy only yeah. has six thousand oh. points. What <laughs> does it say? Does it say? Yeah. <clears throat> no, it, doesn't, it never no did. Explanation it, it's it's been a long-standing mockery. Oh. I think you know they could have like pulled some group somewhere, but like thirty thousand is a pretty big number. I don't. It, it, like it's like, one thing to like you, we have a top thirty game and we're not gonna like whatever. Don't worry about how they're picked, but just the points for <laughs> some reason that really tickles me. <laughs> 
The rest of the top 10 on the next page is Ninja Gaiden 2, Super Mario Bros. 2, so that and 3 are both in the top 5. Mega Man 2, Tetris, mm -hmm. Zelda 2, Batman, and Battle of Olympus. Ugh. Yeah, it's like, cool. well, I don't know why that's in there. Is someone just pay, is this all just like pay to play? I mean, like, maybe. It's Battle of Olympus pay, they're like, well, you didn't pay enough to get into the top five, but we'll put you at number 10. <laughs> the original Zelda. I mean, you know that's happening because dra that Dragon Warriors in that column on the right, and it's like, nope, nobody played Dragon, they couldn't give away Dragon War. <laughs> <laughs> number 11 is the original Zelda, and then uh, 12 is my man, Shadowgate. And then, uh, oh, and then we have a couple Shadowgate questions on the next page in the uh, counselor's corner. But I wanted to point yeah. out the, the gameplay counselor profile. So first of all, the first one, Mike Frazier, his hobbies are medical research. So like he, <laughs> what what, he's like a he's like a video game <coughs> call-in counselor as a, for a living, but his hobby is medical research. That is an incredibly <laughs> sus answer to the question of what are your hobbies. Oh my God. Maybe he's a, maybe he's in grad school. His highest game score is that he finished Kid Cool in one hour and 48 minutes. I mean, sure. Um, and let's see, next one was Hans Lowe, who says his, hobby, his hobbies are skiing, drawing, boating, traveling, and bungee cord jumping. Now, yeah. I, would th I think most people who bungee jump do normal. it once. Yeah, sure, but that's just his hobby. He just, he just does it all yeah. the time? Yeah. He's just always He's bungee jumping. He's an extreme jumping. guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can't you talk him. about sus, Justin. Highest game score. Finish Ninja Gaiden without looking at the screen. No. <laughs> no? I don't think so. It happens on games. It happens on awesome games done quick, that's, right? That's no way. That's a good point. Someone beat Punch Out blindfolded. Yeah, but that happened after, you know, 30 that, years of people learning no. that game. He like, didn't need no 30 way. years. He also, did it, it, it between 1988 and 1990. Punch Out versus Ninja Gaiden, like, man. Yeah. No way. That's. That's got to be tough. I don't know that I, I believe know. he beat Ninja Gaiden without got, looking at the screen. I don't. You just know. got to time it to that beat. Uh, and then below that, Ed Ridgeway, his uh, his hobbies are basketball and anything competitive. Okay. Cool. Anything competitive. Anything. His competitive highest medical research. Oh, there yeah. it is. <laughs> his highest game score is that he finished Castle Quest. Okay. Because he just he just oh, finished cool. it. Okay. I don't know what Castle Quest is. That doesn't ring a bell. No, uh, the next page is a special feature on Game Boy, and there's at least one cart that was never released in the U.S., the Popeye uh, cart in the bottom right there. Mm. Even though Nintendo, Do you think of course, it was based on the arcade game? No, on the next page, you can see a screen. <clears throat> it's like a top-down puzzle game in the bottom left. Weird. Oh, and, that is it But from Sunsoft? No, it's from Sata. I don't think it's it. It's from Sata. Um, so this one, Nintendo did Sata. not have the license okay. anymore. But that game was not released in the U.S. Yeah. Stay clear of Pets Sata and, and, Sigma and Brutus. And King. Yeah, that looks kind of fun. I can tell that you're rescuing Sweet Pea in that, in that third <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> um... Yeah, it says bring your love to olive oil and bring olive to the big heart. Okay. Uh, the next day, next stage is, or the page is the directory. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back, go back. Go back one. So Balloon Kid. Yeah. That is a sequel to Balloon Fight. Yes. Which is awesome. Okay. Yeah. And then it got remade as a Hello Kitty game on, and then ported back to the NES, and it's awesome. Really? And those are and and the 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 NES game. Um, Long story short, they're in Nintendo developed games. Like they're that Hello Kitty game is is a Nintendo developed game, and it's 
really cool. Yeah. And, and you play as a, a, a balloon kid that's a girl in this, which is unusual mm-hmm. outside of Metroid for, an in- for Nintendo games at the time. Spoilers. And <laughs> you play through it and it's like a full on like adventure game with bosses and like really cool levels. That game is very underappreciated and it's super cool. Yes, as as everyone knows, there's a code you can input in Metroid to turn Samus into a girl. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then later there was a balloon fight that's just uh, stars Tingle. Oh, Tingle's balloon fight? That's cool. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The next page is the directory of Game Boy games, and it says, just one year ago, Nintendo introduced the revolutionary handheld video game system known as Game Boy. It was an immediate smash success. New games for the system are pouring out of the labs all over the world. <laughs> like, the game labs. Boy games came game out of labs. laboratories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where do they do their medical research? Yeah. yeah. Is this just a list of every Game Boy game? I don't I think, understand. What I think this is the list of every game available one year. In, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that made a lot of sense because you look at the first year. Yeah. Like, it's like there's there are so few things. They're like, look how many games there are now because all the shovelware had. Actually, this list is pretty good. I mean, look at the arcade ports on here. That's kind of cool. Quirk. <laughs> It's I a like, game about yeah. a tomato. Yep, it is good. And five, number five from the top, I like is Boomer's Adventure, which would be a different game if it were made today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boomer's Adventure and Asmic World. I own that game, and it's really fun. You're like it's a little a pink dinosaur, puzzly, I think. Yeah, pink dinosaur, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, the next page is the previews, and because it's like a fall-October issue, they've got pumpkins Ooh. with screenshots love on them. A little bit lazy, I think. It looks Just be like okay. It's our. It looks so Aww. scholastic journal. Like they got a page <laughs> yeah. from like you know the highlights magazine. Exactly. They just slap their own yeah. stuff over yeah. it. It's really really good. Now I point out they've got the arc- uh, Ninja Turtles to the arcade game on the next page, which of course has like the box art with the, like the cartoon-ish versions of the turtles. Oh yeah. But on the next page they have the comic book version of the turtles. They have, they have they're mixing turtle art styles here Ooh. in their pre- yeah. in their preview. I don't think. I would have minded at the time. And then the next, the next page, fall favorites, new games now available. Uh, I like this illustration here. It's really good. Wow. It's also, from, like, it looks like it's Highlights Magazine. And let me describe what's is, happening is here. Is mom playing NES yeah. while the kid goes to school? Yes. Outside, the, this kid is running to catch the bus, and they've paused their game. They've left their game paused inside. Uh-huh. And we can see that mom is now. This is clearly, this is like a Norman Rockwell take yeah. is yeah. like clearly what's going uh-huh. on here like some kind of americana like this is i was laughing at this at first because i thought it was silly but i actually understand now that it's a parody right like okay i get it but like wait, wait zoom in on that the tv again yeah this um, is reader's digest like this is look at this nes this nes is like the 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 width the thickness of a, a, a slice of bread <laughs> it's like so thin <laughs> the, the ratio it's as yeah, thin as the, the, as the, the redesign yeah. that ever came out um, this one also has a cat this one so how great does that cat, cat look that's a really good depiction of a cat. The cat's very interested in what mom is going to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Wait, is she going to unpause his game? And yeah, play? she's oh. going to play it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. When the kid, He's when the almost are... to the mech boss in Final Fantasy, and she's going to ruin it. <laughs> I don't know what game just has a pause screen like that with just a pause word that big. Yeah, on the she's going she's gonna to grind out War Mech. Yeah. Maybe she's playing Frankenstein, because that's being previewed here. <laughs> Uh, next page is Gauntlet 2, and I just liked the little, the big little profiles of all the characters, Warrior Valkyrie and the Wizard oh, wow. and the Elf. Sam, do you remember if these ports, the NS ports of Gauntlet 1 and 2, if they have any of the voice recordings? That the, I don't like, think so. None but of I, it, like, I, I can tell you that they had the, um, I think they there was a black cart bootleg version of it, and then a licensed version of it. Yeah. Both from Tengen, <clears throat> which I, is Atari. I mean, am I, you know, granted, uh, like, I can't trust my memory, but like, 
I have a memory of like, oh, fighter need food, and like I think Warriors, I was playing that on the door. It could be. I mean, that was that. It was possible. It probably does because Bayou Valley has that. They're adventures. There's some games. Uh, Tech Mobile has. Tech Mobile. Hurt, hurt, Yeah. Hurt. Yeah, it's all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have it in there. And look at that little the screenshot there. It's like arcade or NES. We can't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, I bet it was pretty accurate. Uh, the next page is Dick Tracy, which I wanted to point out for a couple of reasons. First is like, it's just weird that at the summer that this movie came out, it was the <laughs> biggest movie yeah. of the year. It was like, there was this big promotion with McDonald's and Al Pacino's in it, Madonna's in it. It was this huge deal. But like, the game, this movie has not had a life afterwards. Like, no one, no one talks mm-hmm. about or watches Dick Tracy today. It was an open Wasn't world. Wasn't Madonna like, in it? Yeah, that's what I just said. Madonna was in it. Yeah, I, oh, sorry, I, had, I had this game. I played this game. It's not good. No, um, it's not good. Yeah, but it not was, a good game. I think it was like one, it was like a big open placement. Like that's, that's what they're showing. That's why I'm going to show this map. Yeah. I guess it's probably the whole, uh, you know, the whole play area, but I can't make heads or tails of like what anything is. No, but like, I think that was like kind of pretty cool for the time, right? Like probably, it might one have been big cool. open play space. It might've been cool for the time. Looks uh, like an arcade PC board. Yeah, it does look like that. The oh, next, yeah, it does. The next page is a game I think um, Sam knows. Barker Bill's Trick Shooting. Oh, yeah. The unofficial kind of sequel to Duck Hunt. Because the light gun People game. don't know about. Yeah, it has the dog from Duck Hunt in it. Is it unofficial? It's not a Nintendo game? No, no, no. Sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Okay, I just meant that they didn't call it. Spiritual They successor. didn't call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Barker Bill is apparently the name of the dog that laughs at you. Ah, okay. Oh. There he is back there. See him? Yeah. Everyone tried to yep. shoot the dog. Yep. Yep. Uh, the next game has Circus. The next game is Circus Capers, which is notable because it's from Toho, and uh, Godzilla and Rodan make an appearance in that game. Cool. Even though, <laughs> awesome. just, even though it's just about a about being at a circus. Just a day at the circus with yeah. Godzilla and Rodan. And below is Mad Max, a game that I rented, but I don't really remember anything about. I don't think it was very remarkable. I oh, remember though. this preview of it because I love that guy with the mohawk, and I really wanted to play the game. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, Except that guy is also in Skate or Die, basically. <laughs> they're filming them. They're filming through. Which is supposed to be like. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, or it's I didn't, I didn't already filmed, it, yeah. I didn't think it was ever like going to be I real. I know. Do you, you know that guy in Skate or Die is Rodney Dangerfield? He's supposed to be like, uh, like a yeah, punk it's like Rodney a, a trace, Yeah, like a trace of Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Yeah. And his name is Rodney. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little on the nose. Uh, the next page it's has so weird. Rally Bike, a game I'm not familiar with, and then Cabal, which was a um, SNK Neo Geo arcade game, and then there's Narc, mm-hmm. a game that's amazing. It was ported to the NES. If anyone doesn't know yeah, Narc, not a, seek it out. Not a great port. Seek it out on on YouTube. It was like the most over the top, ridiculously violent arcade game at the time. Uh, in the in the first stage, Marky, do you know this game? No, it rhymes with my name, though. It does. In the first stage, you roll up as a police officer, presumably, in a convertible, but you're wearing a motorcycle helmet, and you jump out of the convertible onto the street. You're dual-wielding machine guns, and you have a sleeveless shirt on, and then you indiscriminately gun down every drug dealer in your path. Yep. Every single one. Should we try to it's arrest badass. them? No, or no like arrest. Any due process? No, they're just Gun down. fucking murdered. Now, to be fair, they're throwing <laughs> giant just syringes dread. at you. Yeah, they do throw their syringes. <laughs> they're, well, they're throwing I mean, giant they syringes at you. It. And then you also <laughs> have like... To, they're trying to get you hooked. <laughs> you also have a rocket launcher, and if you shoot at them, their bodies explode into bloody burning pieces all over the screen. And best believe oh, yeah. that... 12-year-old Damon thought that was the coolest thing ever. So does, so does, so does Damon now. Yeah, so does 45-year-old Damon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the NES port, no, not, not good. Not good. 
And then on the next day, did you day, to play that? Like, what's that? What, did you play the arcade game? Then? Oh yeah, like you you played it in the arcade. Every time oh, I went awesome. to oh, okay. King Louis Bowling Alley and Ice Skating Rink in Overland Park, Kansas, <laughs> I pumped quarters into Narc. It's probably still there. Nice, yeah. It was a midway <laughs> game, and also uh, shout out if you are going to look that game up, watch the final boss. It's like a mutant version of Modok. Yeah, it is. It's good. I think it's just called Big Boss too. Drugs will do that to you. Next game, uh, next page. Super Famicom announced in Japan. This is 1990. Wow, really? In 1990? Yeah, I think maybe they're they're behind on their reporting. Because I think it was going to be released that holiday season, that winter. Um, That prototype design looks so cool. Yeah, that's not the final. It just has all orange buttons, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Interesting, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it says, um, Nintendo has so far announced three Super Famicom titles, all of which should come out in Mm -hmm. Japan. Super Mario World, Mario Rides a Dinosaur, and gains even more power-ups, Flight Club, a super flight simulator, and F-Zero, a hot racing game. So Flight Club became Pilot Wings. Yeah, Flight Club's a cute name. Those screenshots of Mario are amazing. And what's weird is that even though I just told you I remember parts of this issue and everything, I don't remember them previewing the Super Nintendo at all. Mm. I don't remember any of this. Those screenshots. I wasn't aware of it until it came out. Those screenshots are pretty notorious um, because I don't like those moments. Like those, they're not in Super Mario World, right? Like to to my memory, is like that exact moment and that exact scene didn't make it into the final game. That not neither of those look familiar. Yeah, look at that map. Yeah, even that open world that looks more like Mario's missing than uh, Super Mario World. I do want to shout out, sometimes the layout of these magazines is, is just awful, but I like the little drop shadow they've done behind the, the screenshots here. That <laughs> yeah. looks nice. Yeah. I like yeah. that too. That looks nice. Mm-hmm. On the next page is a celebrity profile of Will Wheaton from Star Trek awesome. The Next Generation. <laughs> I, I thought what Sam, game does he like playing? I thought Sam would know him since you're a Star Trek fan. Of course I know Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton's still in Star Trek. He he is now like a a time-hopping super god for some reason that they introduced in the end of the second Picard season. They're taking a weird turn there. (laughs) I I know him from Big Bang Theory. Actor Will Wheaton (laughs) plays it cool between takes with NES ice hockey. Ice hockey. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. It's new from World of Nintendo on the next page. NES accessories. I love there's an electronic Super Mario Bros. toothbrush. Uh, Mario. Oh, I thought that was an inhaler. So did I. Yeah, I thought I thought the next one was an inhaler, but that's a telephone. It says Mario's mm-hmm. on the line. It has it features mute and redial buttons. <laughs> and then the oh, next, yeah, redial was a big deal. The next one is a, a the Play a Tune musical book, it, which it contains a mini keyboard and fun Nintendo tunes to the right there. Do you remember? Do you remember dialing star six nine Man. to see what number just called your house? Yeah. But then I yeah. think, and I actually don't know if this is true or if this is a rumor, but you could dial star six seven to stop someone from star six nine <laughs> before you called their number. Like it was like it anonymized you. I don't know how any of that worked. Yeah. Dude, Kids. I can't imagine ever doing that now. Like I know. if. if if you're not like in my contacts list, it's just like you know from yeah. some town. Even if it's the town I li- I live in, I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. I can't I can't imagine missing a call and being like Star Six Nine. Hi, you just called me. Yeah, I would who, never do who that. Who is now. calling me? I would never do anyone, that. Anyone anyone <laughs> listening to this show that's under like the age of thirty, they have no idea what we're talking about. I know. I know. Uh, on the next page, they talk about this a Super Mario Brothers three cartoon that was coming up, but I don't know if that just became the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Interesting. No, oh. it was after the Super Look Show. That art, that's great. So there was just a dedicated Mario three cartoon. Yeah, I think what they did was they they the Super Show predated Mario three. So then they did some. They might have done the segments in the Super Show, but they switched to Mario three. 
or it was standalone. I can't remember which one it was, but they definitely switched to like a different animation and like included the Koopa Kids and stuff. And then below that, it says they're apparently uh, prepping a Maniac Mansion TV show with Lucasfilm Limited Television. And Eugene That's Levy crazy. was apparently going to star. Right. <laughs> From wasn't Schitt's there Creek. a made-for-TV... Yeah. Wasn't there, like, one made-for-TV movie or something that they came out for? Oh, not, for Maniac, not for Maniac Mansion. That would have been No? Great. For sure? Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it does make some sense since Lucasfilm, you know. It's going to be on the Family Channel. Yeah. Whatever that was. There he is. It's too tight on Eugene Levy. <laughs> Real tight. Uh, on the next page, next page, Packwatch has the what the Miracle Piano Teaching System, which was just shown off at CES. This is this is hot news. The TV is on fire. This news is so hot. Cool. Sam, was this actually ever right, actually? I, released? I was right. I was right. Maniac Mansion did air. No way. There was a yeah. Maniac Mansion TV it had, special. It, it had With? three seasons, nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety three. Three seasons. It was developed by George Lucas. Rick what McCallum, the hell? Uh, Eugene Levy, and it starred Joe Flaherty, Deborah Theaker, Kathleen Robinson, Avi Phillips, and George Buza. Whoa, that's awesome! What? Oh I, my God! We gotta find it. Is it lost I, media? It's on T. It's on YouTube. So yes, guess that's what I'm doing. Yep, I got my, my <laughs> evening plans sorted. <laughs> I'm watching uh, this year, uh, the, the whole Halloween action. Halloween weekend. <laughs> that's awesome. Well. Yeah, yeah, okay, the season one intro is on here. And what I'm seeing is actually the 10th anniversary special. Ah. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. I'm sorry for doubting you, Sam. Uh, okay. We'll wrap this up. Did this $300 piano accessory game ever come out, Sam? Yeah, so I have yep. this cartridge. Wow. And um, the, uh, uh, the pianos, uh, a friend of mine who uh, is involved in music stuff and education found like a storage unit of these that were like used in a school of the pianos. <laughs> it was like hitting me up about like, you know, do you think we can get these up and running and is this worth it? I was like, absolutely not. But like, I freaking want one. Yeah. But it never, it never came through, but I have the cartridge. Okay. Yeah, the metronome plays through the TV, but the music comes from the piano. So it's like kind of hard to. Weird. So like, Interesting. you know, hear it. Yeah. It's a blast that's the TV. Is that, that's not, is that Donald Trump? That's a great idea. No, it's tell. Dudley Moore. Oh, okay, okay. Speaking of, if you're under 30, yeah, you'll have no idea who Dudley Moore is. Arthur too on the rocks. Uh, I'm over 30 and I still don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, in the gossip section on the next page, not since King Kong battled Godzilla has there been such a monster, monster mash as Aliens versus Predator, a scenario already explored by Dark Horse Comics, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Activision is oh, planning cool. on producing an NES game pitting the two famous uh, creatures against each other. That would go on to be a super NES game. It would never make it to NES. Then on the next page, get ready for Magnet Man, Snake Man, Needle Man, Hard Man, Top Man, Gemini Man, Spark Man, and Shadow Man. That's just a sampling of the 20 new super robots in Mega Man 3 on the 20. way. 20? No, there's just eight robot masters, like all of them. <laughs> Unless yeah. I just can... And I don't know why there's a picture of a mermaid below there. Uh, below the... Something weird happened with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade because we ended up with two of them. And I think there's something about these screenshots that show a third one. There's two games on the NES? Yeah, there's two Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade games. They also, they also showcase Dragon's Lair, which is just abysmal on the NES. Maybe that was just like, it was a miscommunication. They're like, wait, you made a Last Crusade? We already made yeah. that game, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I guess we made it twice. <laughs> Says to capture some. Oh, and then this is famous. The new kids game that only got box art, but that was sold in auction um, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And somebody owns that like box art, but the game we've never found the ROM or like any 
any semblance of a playable version. Interesting. It also said that Toho had a Rodan game coming, that, but that never came. Ah. Uh, yep. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. And that's it. That's the October issue of uh, Nintendo Power from 1990. Great issue. That was yep. a good one. Yep, that is a really good one. That brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Greg in Nahant, Massachusetts. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Nahant, thank you for the correction. Producer Tom, let the questioning begin. Um, I also want to shout out that Tom's hands, scans, and zooms were really awesome during that segment. It was really great. So Agreed. people that are watching, uh, he went the extra mile in producing this episode. Yep. Really except, cool. ah! yeah, oh, new kids well, on the block. Except for we kind of whiffed it at the end. On Eugene Media. <laughs> that was too much. I, was... I don't need that sway right up in my business. <clears throat> um, I don't want to ask the magazine. The odds of it of having appeared in the 1990 issue of Nintendo Power are low. Um, did this game... How about is it spooky? Yeah, okay. Does this game, is this a spooky game? Hmm, not spooky, <laughs> but uh, season appropriate. Oh, it's probably costume. Oh, costume. cool. I, I, I don't know why. It's like cause it's fall. I live in the Midwest now, and so we get actual seasons, and it's fall, and I've been thinking about fall games, and I was reading some video game features on like the best games to play in fall, like the best cozy fall games, and Costume Quest came up, and I'm like, oh, man. What a nice game. Oh, that was cool. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the game. Yeah. Let's get into questions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. Well, okay. How can we know this time? Um, uh, is this a role-playing game? Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do you- do it. Do you play as children? Just ask it. Just around? ask it. No, just ask it. No, no, just ask it. No, no, do it. Do it. Halloween party no. in the office to get to it. No, we'll to never up. beat this. We'll never beat this score. It's risky, guys. No, I think we should no, do it. He, no way. He has another game. I'm is sure it, he has another game we can play it, if we lose. Is it Costume Quest? Yes. Oh! <laughs> yeah! Three questions. And actually, I mean, you set it up wow. the first question. Yeah, it could have been in two. <laughs> You did give us a big hint, though. Yeah, wow. maybe I shouldn't have given you the hint, but whatever. Well, no, it's fine. It's Who cares? It's all a good book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have, quest, yeah. I have a real, like, I don't know what, like, this isn't, like, look, I do like this game. I even, I, I really like this game, but, like, the, it, it over-indexes in my brain for how good it is, for, like, how often I think about it. Like, mm-hmm. every fall, this game's, like, on my mind. Like, it's so cute and cozy, and the premise is so clever. If you don't know what it is, it's about a group of kids. You can see them here in the B-roll. They go around trick-or-treating and solving little Halloween mysteries. Like, the different levels, there's, like, a section in the mall and a section in your neighborhood. And each costume you wear is, like, a different role-playing game class. And so that's the conceit Mm -hmm. of the game is, like, you know, you're the superhero. You're the sword person. And, like, it's really cute. Like, it's really, like, Knights and Bikes is another game that sort of has this same vibe. Oh, yeah. And there's not enough games that kind of... I can't even really articulate what the vibe is, but just kind of like cozy, cutesy, fun games to play in the fall. Yeah. It's also like a not mean South Park. Like it has right. funny mm-hmm. jokes and it's about kids that are being kids, but it's not gross and it's mean. It's very wholesome. And, and it's like, I actually, like I really like South Park Stick of Truth, but it is, it, it the gameplay is similar and the vibe of it is similar of kind of going around this neighborhood and being a cute kid. And, and even, you know, they're very similar, except that it's not like gross out humor and South Park humor. It's mm-hmm. just sort of wholesome mm-hmm. humor. Great game. Is that, then, a, is that a 20 questions record? Yeah, we, yeah we it'll, be, it'll be unbroken. Wow. I think so. Wow. 
Yeah, we could have um, uh, two. <laughs> t- two versions. Not only was it barely any questions, but Justin just did it on his own. Well, but Dana, great. he gave us the big clue. I asked if it was spooky. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. He said, that's give right. me something okay. spooky. So, so fuck you, Mark. <laughs> the guy said My bad. I wanted something spooky. <laughs> yeah, we only gave it a seven and a half, but... Um, they, made, um, they made a seam short. That, that, gives, yeah. that, gives, me, that gives me 33% of the questions. Um, uh, uh, I also wanted to add that uh, I, I moved into a, I moved into a neighborhood that's like super, super focused on trick-or-treating. So and it's the funniest, coolest thing. <laughs> yes. 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 Sorry. Listeners, you got to watch this episode. This is an episode to watch. Just, just watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, nice, nicely. I like the slide. Nicely. Oh, I get some extension there. There we go. Uh, okay, thank you for the suggestion. Who did that come from? Someone in Nahant. What was their name? Oh, I'm all screwed up here. I'm locked out on my computer now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, listener. Thank you, listener, Greg in Nahant, Massachusetts. <laughs> hey. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And Justin is right. We are having a Halloween party in the office tonight, so... Mm-hmm. We're going to skedaddle oh, onto that. Wish uh, Sam and Mark were here to join us. I signed up for the uh, caramel the caramel apple decorating contest. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, wow. I, my wife uh, carved a, cu- a pumpkin last night, so uh-huh. we'll see We'll see if we can win anything there. Uh, always a pleasure having you in, in the flesh. Justin. <laughs> 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 yeah. I love it. Uh, thank you to both Sam and Mark. Thank you to producer Tom, being just the best producer of, of any show out there. Just the best producer. You have. Oh, yeah. Mark is Knuff, as always. I am Knuff. Wonderful yep. costume art. My name is Damon. Thanks. This is iGen Game Spook, and we're out. Live my life like a gremlin. Just, I don't need any water. There we go. Don't need very much sleep. Don't need to exercise. There's no way that any of this could come back to, <laughs> to bite me ever. It's fine. What's the biology of a, of a gremlin or a mogwai? So they... They can't. Does their body not need water? But they can't get wet. They can't get wet after midnight. But until no, no, when? No, no, no. no. Like, that's that's just the eating. They water is anytime. No, but okay. But they can't eat after midnight. But when are they allowed to? What? It's yeah, like when 8 a.m. Yeah. after midnight. Yeah, like, like it doesn't. Yeah. When can they eat? What if what? they're on an airplane what? that's going, that's traveling across time zones? And then if you, if one of those things happens, but not the others, do you not have gremlin babies? The, no, no, no. The water, water is how they multiply. And then the food is... The food is, is what turns the mogwais into gremlins. Right. Oh, uh, so, that, so that, that's why when he gets wet, he gets the bubbles on his back. And, but they just right. look like mogwais. Yeah. But they're kind of evil. They are. They're very should mischievous. We, should, we, should I show mm-hmm. gremlins to... Can the girls watch that movie? Yeah, nine? <laughs> nine? six and nine. nine the nine-year-old for sure. They need to make an edit of that movie without the fucking Santa Claus story right. in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. that's because the music turns dark. I mean, for the kids, for the kids. Well, but you also, with these 80s movies, you never know. Like, the whole thing is light and breezy and fine. And then there's, like, some random, mm. like, blowjob joke. And it's like, yeah. that's how all those 80s yeah, movies I don't think are. there's any of that yeah. in Gremlins. But, but like, sure. that's what those movies do. I know, It's like, I know. they throw, it's like, it's, it's 45 <laughs> minutes in the movie. And you're like, oh. Yeah. It's like, that's why we can't show them Ghostbusters. It's because the opening montage has that ghost blowjob scene in it. 
Not the opening montage. Oh, is it? It's in the middle. Yeah, it's in, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah, it does. It, has a, it does have that. <laughs> Although, I think when I saw it as a kid, I had no idea what was happening. I know. So. Me neither. I didn't, I didn't, until you just said that, I didn't know that that's what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I she never, was getting I hope was a nice, either. I hope Tom is getting A nice hip massage. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody good to I've start? I've never seen either of those movies. Oh. Can you hear me now, Tom? Yeah, good? yes. Okay. Wait, you haven't seen either of the G movies we were just talking about, Gremlins or Ghostbusters, or you haven't seen both yeah. Ghostbusters movies? Okay, Gremlins I haven't or seen any Ghostbusters or Gremlins movies. Okay, well, Gremlins I've is seen also Jurassic Park. Gremlins is a Christmas movie, so watch that at Christmas time. Mm. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll be yeah. too busy watching Die Hard for the first time. Everyone I thought says you that's did. A Christmas I thought you movie. did watch Die Hard. You never watched it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, those, this I've is seen one thing. of the Die Hards, the one with Justin I, Long. Oh. I think Brian <laughs> Albert was was forced to watch Die Hard in the office. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was it was pre Mark Medina. There's really only one. I worked with Brian Albert. Well, maybe not when he was watching Die Hard, though. Yeah, yeah. you weren't forced to watch Die Hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody good? Yep. I'm gonna start. <clears throat> hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?